Uh, my name is uh, Thomas Funderburg, and I'm the owner of Lone Star Geoservices. Lone Star Geoservices. All right, Thomas Funderburg, before we get into a little bit of the meat of the topic, which is this, this, this COVID-19 emergency disaster loan and the kerfuffle that's ensuing, Lone Star Geoservices, boy, I, let, let me take a guess. Lone Star's Texas and Geoservices, it's probably not the car. It's more of probably some geo. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's give your business a plug if you wouldn't mind. First of all, uh, how, how are you doing down there? And uh, let's explain what you do for the oil and gas industry. Well, um, I'm, a, I'm a geologist uh, by trade. Um I started my business uh, really out of necessity, just a, as a consulting geologist to do uh, try to fill any need that any any oil and gas company operator, third service party, whoever you know, whatever service they would need for me to fill in geo steering. If they want me to go mud log, you know, I, I'm trying to fill in whatever whatever niche that I can. Um, you know, just trying to make a name for myself starting out. Um, doing this as a independent contractor. Sure, and my, my understanding is that you're a you're an independent contractor. You don't have any employees. If you do need an employee, it's a it's an independent contract basis. So you don't have anybody on staff. Is that correct? That's right. So that's a pretty common thing in the oil and gas industry, by the way. Is is less than five employees, which in a lot of cases zero employees, and a bunch of ten ninety nine contractors. So your, right. your situation is very common. And I'm going to just preface something very quickly with one of the issues that's going on right now outside of the COVID-19 shutdown, which is the oil and gas industry experienced a little bit of a price decline before the start of the year. Whiting Petroleum announced one third of its staff would be laid off last July 2019. November 2019, Whiting Petroleum announced that they were $1.2 billion in debt is what I believe it was. And either way, point is, is that Whiting has been really kind of the poster child of what's been going on. So I do apologize to all the Whiting people out there, but hey, public company, that's part of part of what's going on. You are the poster child to say that some of the issues were happening ahead of time. Now, slow pay is a common thing in the oil and gas industry where sometimes multi-million dollar companies just don't pay you for a while until they get their stuff righted and their ships serviced and right or wrong that's just the way it is so yeah. there's a lot of different obstacles right now for the oil and gas industry so when this covid 19 disaster bailout came along i don't know about you tom uh Thomas, but there was a lot of Thomas Funderburk. Sorry, I was I got so caught up on your right, last right. name, uh, Mr. <laughs> Funderburk. That um, here, I feel like I know you so well. I call you Thomas. That you know, I, I yeah, you can go ahead and call me Thomas. Yeah, yeah I, I felt that there was actually people who called me and said, Jason, this is going to save my business. Like, yeah, I've got receivables that multi-million-dollar oil companies owe me, and they're not paying me. And so if I can get a three-month bridge or a two-month bridge and the $10,000, you know, type of a thing, that's going to carry me through till June, July type of it. And then to get the kick in the pants of 1000 bucks, and you got to apply for a loan on top of that, 
That's mm-hmm. just that that really smarted. So I'm glad that you responded and that you um, are able to talk about this. Just talk to me a little bit about is that the similar situation that you went down? Just explain how you got to where you're at to where this they did, you know, kind of switch the, the, the game on you a little bit like they did on others. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I heard all the news that was being plastered everywhere about all this um, recovery relief, you know, coming. And, and uh, you know, that was kind of a bit of exciting news. You know, it's it definitely a lot of good news because, yeah, I have a lot of invoices that I'm waiting on to, to get paid from some of these uh, independent oil and gas companies. And um, so, yeah, I have a lot of money tied up right now. I'm not getting paid anything. Um, and so seeing this, this would have been like a really big boost and relief uh, for at least a, a, you know, a couple months. Uh, would have given me a little bit of a buffer or a boost. Um, but then really it was, it, was, it was your post, like I said, that maybe go investigate this. And lo and behold, I see this that that email sitting in my inbox from SBA, um, saying that you know they're going to give a thousand dollars per employee um, that your company had prior to January thirty first of this year, I think it was. Um, and that just kind of took the wind out of the sails. I'm like, really? And and I I think uh, you said it best. It's just like a bait and switch kind of feeling what i've been hearing from a few people that have emailed me and that have talked to me is that the wind in the sail is a great way to put it because the the energy industry has been one historically that if, if you can figure out a way to weather the storm and work with the producers because again the producers came out several months ago the oil producers and said we need a 25 percent decrease so not only right. were the energy producers not paying their bills, but now they're asking for a 25% increase on top of it. So for yeah. the average small business that has to rely on oil and gas, they were thinking, again, like I said, you know, a lot of people, the 10 grand maybe could have done it, you know, with the combination of a few other things, they could get it up to 12, maybe 15 grand, depending on if they got kids and a few other so they were looking at it like, God, boy, I tell you, this might be able to carry me through this because if I can weather the storm like these energy producers are, we can make it through this okay. To me, I've gotten a couple people now that says that all bets are off, that mm-hmm. that this ain't there ain't anything going forward now. Um, I'm not getting paid by the big energy companies. They're not going to pay their bills. I'm probably not going to get paid by the government. So I've got to figure out what to do. Are you are you anywhere yeah, near um, that? I mean, are you expecting these multi-million dollar companies to pay you, or or do you think they're just going to wait for you to go out of business? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm really not holding my breath for them to pay, and that's been a reality that that I've been trying to accept. You know, uh, in the back of my mind, I, mean, I have a family to provide for, three kids, and and all that stuff. So yeah, it. it it worries the heck out of me, and, and ever since this has started, I've been I've been thinking of, you know, what am I going to do if if things don't work out? And here I am. I'm, you know, I've put out applications for everything from the environmental field, you know, as an environmental geologist, uh, to um, trucking. You know, here I got CDL school to start at the end of the month. 
and that's that's what I'm looking at. You know, I put in police police officer applications because um, I'm I'm thinking, you know, with the way this is going, this might be it for me as far as being in this industry. Well, I'm glad that you're coming on because of that, because I've heard that from a few other people that they're going to use this as a a time to reinvent themselves if that's what's going on here, because this is real. This is real as we're talking about it, where not only not 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 even a week ago, small business owners were probably very excited because they thought they could muster the storm for the next couple months. But now the reality is, is that, like you said, the wind has been taken out of the sail because. Man, small business owners are nimble and they can move, but I don't know if they can move as much as has been asked of them over the last couple months. And the part that really is irritating to most is the people that are making these decisions, whether it is from the elected leaders or the appointed leaders, they're getting paid next week regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, I appreciate being able to talk about all this because we, we need to have these conversations like this so that we bring all this to light. And and I don't know. I, I, I doubt anything would even change. You know, I'm not expecting anything to change. But Well, here's what's very difficult for a lot of people in the oil and gas industry is that to fill out that loan disaster applicant, that was a huge thing for people personally, emotionally, just philosophically i remember when when the bailout first was introduced all the leaders of mike summers from api down to um you know local petroleum councils are saying we don't take bailouts (laughs) yeah yeah and and i get it that that was a knee-jerk reaction and so for anybody to you know like yourself or someone else to actually go through that that was a very emotional experience. And then to get rejected. Oh my goodness. Then to get to rejection mode. I just, I, I, I mean, I went through it. So I felt the kick in the pants too. And I'm going, yeah. oh, the rejection yeah. on this. So anyway, it was, so what's yeah. next for you, right. by the way? What's next? Well, unless there's some miracle and, and I can pick up some contract work. Um, for, you know, in geology, then, you know, I got, uh, CDL trucking school at the end of the month and, you know, that's well, probably what I would end up doing for, for a while. I think Thomas Funderburk, what do you want to do? Do you, do you want to continue with the geology? Oh yeah. I mean, I love geology. Geology has been my passion ever since I was a kid. You know, and, and it was one of the reasons why I stuck with it through, you know, to get a college degree in geology. And, um, you know, I, I never really knew where I was going to go with it, per se. Um, but I'm, I'm happy. I love doing what I do. You know, I love geostrophy and I love operations geology. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely become a big passion of mine to, to, definitely drill all these horizontal wells as, as efficiently and effectively as we can. Um, but, you know, when, when companies don't really care about that, you know, they don't care about using experienced people or people who know what they're doing, then that's hard to accomplish that goal. Um, so, yeah, uh, who knows what's going to have it go forward yeah well and the reason i asked what you want to do is because i i do want, i want to give you an opportunity to really explain what you do give you a chance to give yourself a plug 
that you know you're you are open for business and you are willing to oh, take yeah. work yeah. and you're willing to you know hey you're willing to work for food at this point because <laughs> because you know i like i said i've talked to a lot of different people that are in the same boat and and yeah. this is real i not only have i been through there before i know the signs you know i mean i lost my business back in 2008 i was in the publishing business and the internet wiped us out the internet wiped us yeah. out when when you have the internet come around and I personally invested over a quarter million dollars in the internet and did not get back even a thousand dollars. Okay. And that's, wow. and yeah, I mean, and, and when you got, you know, Los Angeles times and Chicago tribune going bankrupt within yeah. 10 years after the internet came around after a 100 year monopoly in a town. I mean, think about that. Newspapers had a hundred year monopoly in a lot of towns. They were the only newspaper in yeah. town. The internet comes right. around yeah. and 10 years bankrupt. So reinvention <laughs> yeah. is part of life, okay? And Thomas Funderburk, I'm telling you, as somebody who's failed before, you can come back and, and you can reinvent yourself and you'll be fine. But the best part about reinvention is sticking with what makes you you and your authenticity. And that's why I asked you what you wanted to do. So I get it. You're driving the CDL out of necessity, but you do want to be a geologist. So... Oil oh, yeah. gas companies, I mean, if you're listening, we do have a geologist that wants to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I love, I mean, I love doing it. You know, I work, um, prior to this, you know, I was with Pioneer Natural Resources and as an operations geologist with them for about five years. And yeah, that work was, was, was something else. So, you know, I'd never had experience like that, um, anywhere else that I had worked and, and, that's what that working there is what really made me love it even more. You know, just being able to have that big of a big of an impact on the day to day drilling, navigating these 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 targets. You know, trying to trying to put us in the right spot, avoiding carbonate debris flows. You know, going even after the after these wells are drilled. You know, going back and reevaluating how did we drill, where where are our ROPs dropped or, or maybe they'd gone up and and we did really well you know why did we do well or why did we do poorly in these laterals and, you know and try to carry forward those lessons learned um to the next well or the next pad in those same areas and we did a lot of you know intensive i guess you call it look back um studies and trying trying to learn more and more and you know i carry that with me with everything that i do um and so, um, I don't even know where I was going with that. That's all right. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you, did, did, did you do any spud work while you were at the uh, Pioneer Natural Resources? Is it spud work? Yeah. No, I, not too much. I mean, I was somewhat involved in the a little bit of the pre-planning. You know, they would involve us in the meetings and whatnot. But um, as far as, like, going out to pre-spud meetings or whatnot on the at, at the rig sites or anything like that. We didn't really get too involved with that. I mean, we did go out to the rigs at least once or twice a year to steer from the rig, to talk with the company men and, and all the rig hands and, you know, talk directly to the DDs, um, you know, and just get that face-to-face -face time to try to build those the, the good rapport, good communication, um, all those things that are, really 
really what you need to drill a successful well. You know, you got to have that. You got to build that level of trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, and, I, I just uh, asked that to that. see if if I asked one guy one that one day in passing, and he looked at me and he said, "What are you, what are you talking about, potatoes?" And I said, "You're not in oil and gas." <laughs> <laughs> So every now and then I like to pull that out just to see what people say. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is funny. Oh yeah. It's because sometimes it's, it's just fun to mess with people. But, uh, Thomas Funderburk, Lone Star Geo Services, LLC. How can people get in touch with you if they want to give you some business? Well, um, firstly, I guess just really reach out to me over LinkedIn. Um, I'm on there quite a bit. Um, uh, then my email, my email address is posted on there along with a uh, phone number. Um, and, uh, right now I'm just really trying to work. I'm really, I'm trying to work on a website, so I'll have that posted up there too. Um, but, uh, other than that, that's, that's really where people can find me. Well, that's actually a really important thing to bring up too, because, uh, a website costs money and I'm, I'm oh, really yeah. glad, I'm yeah. really glad you brought that up because, I had one of these economic developers, you know, they were, they were, uh, explaining to me some of the ways they're helping small businesses and all they would talk about is how they help them with this business, you know, the website and everything. And, and they got done talking for about 15 minutes and I looked at them and I said, so do you help them with the website? And they said, well, no, we give them a list of vendors. And I said, oh, so you just tell them how to spend money. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure they could have figured that out on their own. And well, because it is, I mean, you know, building a website is not as easy as people think. And even when you use the turnkey one, that still costs money. And, Mm -hmm. and that's the type of thing I don't, I I think that's lost on the average person and the, you know, those individuals, like I said earlier, the ones that are getting the checks regardless that, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's a little bit of work that comes behind easy answers. That's all I'm getting at. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean and mean-spirited, but it's just, you know, you can only take so much of that rhetoric before you look at them and say, do you even live in the real world? So anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I look at those people all the time, and I'm just kind of like, what, what are y'all doing? That's why I love small business, man. A bunch of self-starters, a bunch of reliant people. And, you know, that's the, that's the one thing that, you know, is tough about small businesses. I understand that it, it comes and goes and the corporations stick around and that sort of thing. But the small businesses are fun and nimble. And quite honestly, without small business, you wouldn't have any corporations because they wouldn't have anybody to buy up. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, it is true. That's actually part of their design yeah. that they they yeah. they can't do that. They cannot move on a dime. That's what small business is for, you know, and that's part of the economy. Oh, yeah. I, I get that, but um, anyway, well, I appreciate your time today, Thomas Funderburk. And uh, one more time, what's the name of your company? Uh, my name, uh, my company is uh, Lone Star Geo Services LLC. 